Hello, my name is Jaden, and I am the Open Life Bonnie Lake campus pastor, and I want to quickly thank you for listening to today's message, whether you're listening through the app, online, on the openlife.church website, or maybe you're listening through iTunes by looking up Open Life Church um, through the podcast there. But we did have some technical difficulties on June 25th, and so I just wanted to quickly just announce that this podcast is going to sound a little bit different than our usual podcast because it's not an actual recording of our service. But we wanted to make sure that there was still content for that day's date. As we're going through a series called Lessons from the Well, we didn't want to leave the middle week just wide open so that if you missed our Sunday or you've been following along through the podcast, that you can actually listen to it. So to open the service, we did show a video. So I'm going to show you the recording, or I guess I'm going to let you listen to the recording of that, and then we'll begin the today's podcast. So take a listen. Okay, but I have to yell at you guys. Linda, Linda, listen, 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 you... listen, listen, Linda, listen. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, they can't trust everything at Grandma's house. Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. Linda, but listen to me. Look at if we do something, if you get that out, that bird thing off, you're gonna break it. Okay, but I'm asking. I'm letting you know but that you cannot. No, Linda, no Linda, I'm. Look it, look it. You're not listening to me. Linda, listen to me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me. No, you're not listening. I said no cupcakes. So today we're talking about listening and I was thinking that there's no better way to express the difficulty that comes with communication than when this, with this video or for you, this recording that you just listened to, you listen to that kid and all he keeps saying is, listen, listen, listen to me. You know, he wants to be heard. And so that kid's voice is oftentimes the internal voice that goes through my brain when I have a conversation with someone and they aren't understanding what I'm saying. Then, you know, when I get frustrated, it becomes the external voice of my own voice. And you get in arguments where you sound like a three-year-old pleading to be heard. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen to me. But that's the dilemma of communication. It's equal parts listening and speaking. And so today we're going to look at the way Jesus communicated with the woman at the well. We're going to continue to look at this story What were Jesus's listening skills like and what can we learn from them in his interactions with the woman? And so we're going to pick up the story in John 4, 4 through 18. And so let's read this together. It says, he had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. 
But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. I love that part at the end of that passage where it says it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And for me, I just think of it, I just comes up with this mental picture. And me, I think it becomes a fresh bubbling eternal spring of LaCroix. And so if you don't know what LaCroix is, it is sparkling water and you can get it in a number of different flavors. So something fun I want to do since we're doing this a little bit different with the podcast. If you're listening to this and you want a free case of LaCroix sparkling water, fill out the connect card that is found on the app or at openlife.church in the message archive where you could be listening to this. Fill out the connect card and write LaCroix in the comments and the flavor you want. And if we have your address, I'll send you one through the mail from Amazon and you will get a case of LaCroix. So just to see who's listening to this, who wasn't there on a Sunday, I'll send you a case of LaCroix just to say thank you for listening. But this is for the first person. So just fill it out and I will get a case of LaCroix to you. But as we moved on, we're in the third week of this series called Lessons from the Well. And so in week one, we talked about crossing barriers. Our motive is love and our hope is faith. And so we see Jesus crossing those barriers. The The Samaritans and Jews did not associate with each other. And so this conversation in and of itself is Jesus crossing a barrier. In week two, we talked about simple conversations that every day has missional moments. And Jesus' conversation with this woman conveys that fact, is that Jesus is taking opportunity just talking over water and talking over needing a drink. Jesus takes advantage of a missional moment to speak life into this woman. And so... We've been reading this story for the past two weeks, and now we can begin to connect this story to what we have been talking about. Jesus crossed the barriers that were in front of him. Jesus had simple conversations with this woman after asking her for a drink. And so we're seeing the practical application of what we've been talking about in this series, Lessons from the Well. So that is our recap from the past two weeks. And now we are continuing with this story. And it says in verse 15, it says, Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. And so we're going to pause there, and we're going to read more in the coming weeks. But wow, Jesus just kind of tells this woman as it is and says, you know, you are not lying. You, um, In fact, you have had five husbands, and the person you're living with is not even your husband now. And it's just really interesting that Jesus can speak that kind of truth and still continue this conversation. And so today, the big idea that we're going to talk about is that we need to listen to others to hear their heart. 
listen to others to hear their heart. Jesus listened to the woman. When we listen to others, we have the opportunity to hear where they're coming from and what is going on deep down inside of their heart. Jesus says this in Luke 6, 45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. And so no one understood this better than Jesus. When he spoke with the people, he knew exactly where that person was coming from, why they were saying what they were asking or why they asked the questions they were asking. And it is because of this that he was able to speak into people's needs. This is why Jesus spoke life into people. This is why people felt heard and why there was true communication from the people that interacted and communicated with Jesus. There was both listening and speaking at the same time. And so we're not Jesus, but we can do our best to have the same attitude towards people that Jesus had. And Paul explains that in this verse in Philippians 2, 1 through 4. And we're going to read a different version. This is the message version, but it perfectly conveys Jesus' heart. It says, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in the community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And so simply put, I would just say that that verse just tells us to listen. There are lots of studies and books and resources out there on how to be a better listener. In a lot of schools, you know, they'll teach kids how to be an active listener. For certain jobs, employees are taught how to listen to other coworkers and customers so that communication is not misunderstood or so that is not forgotten. And so we have become so bad at listening that we have to actually be taught how to listen, how to relearn our listening skills. And so... The other problem is we also tend to listen with the motive. We listen to prove our point or disprove another point. We listen to kind of catch people in the things that they're saying. And so there's often this expression that really rings true. It says this, I think you are only hearing what you want to hear. Are we those types of people? And I just say, here's an activity for you. Turn on any cable news after a press conference from a public official and look at the headlines explaining what that official said. You'll flip through the channels and you'll see different things being said about the same press conference. People are only going to hear and convey what they want to hear at any given moment. The challenge of Jesus is to cross the barriers that we have with people, have simple conversations, and we do this by starting with a simple action of listening. Leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus starts with focusing on others and listening to what they have to say. People's hearts are crying out. It's as if their internal thoughts and voices, even something deeper, their very souls are crying out like that little boy we listened to at the very beginning of this talk where he's saying, listen, listen, listen. This is the cry of people's hearts. It's a cry of their actions that they just want to be heard. Our thoughts are revolving today around this one question. What will someone's heart tell you? If we've listened to hear someone's heart, what are their hearts actually telling us? And so thought one is that every person has a history. 
every person has a history. What is your history with Jesus? Our history, you know, is directly connected to God's grace and forgiveness for us. So some people believe that what they've done in the past is what keeps them from God. That it's impossible to be loved by God because of something that you've done in your past. This is your history of your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you have done something so bad in your life that you feel you could never come before Jesus or come before God and ask for forgiveness and that he would actually grant it to you. But this is the good news. This is the gospel that comes from Jesus is that through Jesus, we are forgiven through his life and his sacrifice on the cross and him being raised from the dead three days later, we are forgiven of our sins. And so when we look at our story and realize that we're at a place and we need help, and when we ask for forgiveness, when we put our trust in God, our story then becomes our history and Jesus puts us on a new path. And so we see passages throughout the book of Psalms where David expresses his story of God and his relationship. And really, they're like cries for help, but also cries of surrender. Listen to Psalm 25, 1 through 10. He says this, O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in light of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness to all who keep his covenant and obey his demands. As listeners, as people who have come to God and been forgiven and people that are now listening to others to hear their heart. As listeners, we have the opportunity to hear people struggle with faith. Jesus heard the woman struggle to understand. He heard her soul just saying, listen, listen, listen. And there might be people here today or listening to this podcast who are have that same confusion. Is Jesus who he says he is? Once we listen, we can then point to Jesus. Once we hear people's hearts about their histories of faith, maybe something that they've walked through, some struggle that they've had, or something they've been confused with about God or Jesus, then we can hear about their history, their story, and we can point back to Jesus and say it all comes back to him. Anything that separates from Jesus can be forgiven and when we choose to follow him and do that, we get to be listeners of other people and point them back to Jesus as well. So what will someone's heart tell you? Thought number two is that every person has a hurt. And you know, a hurt goes right along with someone's history. We might all have hurts that have fractured us, that have broken us, that have scarred us, things that we're living with. And when we, are, when we hear of hurt, as followers of Jesus, we get to share of God's healing, his restoring power. And so it's what Jesus went to the cross for. We read in Isaiah 53, 5, in a prophecy of Jesus from the Old Testament, it says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. 
He was whipped so we could be healed. When we listen, we can point to Jesus. When we listen, we can also pray. And so at the beginning of the year and the series of our talks talking about neighbors, we said, how can you love your neighbor? And we answered that question by saying, you can start by praying for them. And so when someone tells you they're hurt, you don't even have to give answers to find meaning. You don't have to come up with things to try and give that person meaning, but you can simply just say, you know what? I'm praying for you. And so that might open up into another conversation where the person asks, well, what good is that going to do? And so maybe they're skeptical of prayer. They're skeptical of God, but then you are beginning to learn back to our first thought about their history. And so when we hear people's hurts, we have the opportunity to pray for them and also just connect it to their history. And so even without answers, as a listener, we get to point to the ultimate listener. Is that when we pray, God listens to us. And that can be such an encouraging thing when people are going through their hurts, when they're learning more and more about their story and something they're walking through is really scarring them. And we get to pray with them and to the ultimate loving God who listens to us when we pray. And in Psalms, again, we are shown a beautiful picture of God listening. Psalm 56, 8 says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. And then again, in verse 13, it says, for you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence O God in your life giving light. And so what we have the opportunity to do is present our request to present our prayers before God, the ultimate listener. And so it's amazing when you get to see this played out practically. And so when, when we first gave this talk on a Sunday, the next day, all the students of Open Life are going to be going to summer camp. And I actually had the privilege of going with them during this trip across the state to Medical Lake, Washington for a week of just pursuing God, getting to know one another, doing fun activities at Silver Lake Camp. And it was just amazing to see this played out right before our eyes. That when people are walking through their stories, when they're addressing the hurts that in their lives, we have the opportunity to come together as followers of Jesus, as listeners of other people to just sit and pray and see what God wants to do. And so it was amazing at summer camp just to be able to do that with these students. And so when we listen, we can then point to Jesus. And so what will someone's heart tell you? Thought number three is that every person has a hope. Every person has a hope, but it's probably something that may possibly be a false hope. It might be a hope for something that is fleeting or something that is unsustainable. And so just think about what we place our hope in on a daily basis. Many of us place our hope in love. Many of us place our hope in money. And so when we look to our relationships of the people that we love, we look to those people for security. We look to them to put our hope in that something's going to come of this relationship. And so whether it's a spouse, a family member, oftentimes we are failed by them through these relationships. And then especially when we look at our money, we look to our bank accounts for our ultimate security. And so then when we lose our job or we um, run into an unexpected expense, and we have to pay for that, and we don't have the money for that, then our security is broken and our hope is lost. But what is important to know is that our ultimate hope 
is Jesus. Our open, our ultimate hope is God. And so when we put our hope in things that fail, and so those things that aren't going to come through, when those things fail, then those things become our hurts. And then those things possibly become part of our story. And so maybe one thing broke in our lives, a relationship, or or maybe is something we put our hope in that in, involves our money, that becomes a hurt, something that we have to walk through. And then if we don't deal with that, then that becomes part of our story and it affects our faith. But when we listen, we can point to Jesus, our ultimate hope. Jesus explained it exactly the right way to the woman in John 4, 13 through 14. He said, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Jesus listened to the woman. He listened to this simple conversation that was he was having. And he pointed back to himself. He said, things in your life are going to fail you. You're going to have questions about your story of God. You might be confused about things. You might have a history. You might have a hurt. Or you might have placed your hope in things that have failed you. But ultimately, I am your hope. And that's the great thing about being a follower of Jesus is that in all situations and seasons of our life, we have the opportunity to put our ultimate hope in Jesus. Is that we don't put our hope in our relationships with our loved ones. Yes, we build those up and we invest into them because we want to do that in a godly way. But we don't put our ultimate hope in those things. Yes, we have jobs and we work hard and we make a living, but we don't put our ultimate hope in our finances. Our ultimate hope is always in Jesus. And when we run into a rocky thing, we know that our hope is in Jesus. And so then those things don't become our hurts and then they don't become part of our history that gets in the way of a relationship with God. And so today our action point is simple is that as listeners, we want to listen so that we can actually speak to people's hearts. If you remember, the big idea today was listen so that you can hear people's hearts. But today, after what we've talked about, I want you to begin to think about ways that you can not only listen and hear, but after you do that, how can you actually speak life into people's hearts? And you just think about Jesus, and this is exactly what he did with the woman, is that he listened, he heard her heart, and then he spoke into it by pointing to himself. And so this gets into maybe some things that make us nervous about actually having to speak about Jesus with our friends, our loved ones who don't know God. And so, so many times people think that talking about Jesus is maybe like a sales pitch or like selling a car. And so if you think about that example of selling a car, there's two examples of ways that you could do it. The first way is that you could say, hey, you know, this car is really nice. Let me tell you all about it. Let me tell you its features, the benefits that come from having a car like this. And then I really think you should buy it. And so sometimes we apply that method to Jesus. We say to our friends who don't know him, we say, Jesus is really nice. Here's all the benefits that come from following Jesus. Here's the things that happen when you follow him. And then we ask, you know, you should follow him. Like we kind of make that, we put a decision to people. And so what if we didn't look at it so much that way, but we looked at it this other way of if you were selling a car, this would way more convince me to buy a car. If the, if the person at the dealership said, you know what? I own this car 
Here's my experience with experiences with it. Here's the benefits that I found from driving this car. And now I really think that you should buy it. Completely different when you actually have, you know, a stake in it when you have actually had experience with it. And so the same thing is true when we're presenting the hope of Jesus to people. As people who are following him, we already have experiences with it. We already have a story, a testimony, our experience with following God. And so we can tell people, you know what? Jesus is my ultimate hope. Here are my experiences with following him. And you should follow him. And so this is completely different. We're not saying that we think you should do this because it's going to be good for you. We're saying we think you should follow Jesus because I follow him. And it's an amazing experience. Here's the way that Jesus has helped me walk through my history, my hurts, my false hopes. And so it's an amazing way for us to convey and communicate and ultimately do what Jesus did. Point back to himself. And so I'm so relieved That when I'm in conversations with people and when people are going through their histories, their hurts, or they have false hopes, is that I don't have to say and come up to them and say, you know what, look to me. I don't have to say that. I can say, I get to point to Jesus and I can say, look to him when you're going through things. Because this is how it's helped me in my hurts, in my story, in my false hopes. This is how Jesus has come to become my ultimate hope. When we listen and have the chance to point people to Jesus, we speak directly to people's hearts. We listen to hear, but then we also listen so that we can speak. And we do that by pointing to Jesus. And so if you are listening to this podcast and you have a history with your, with faith and something is back in your history that says, I cannot follow Jesus because of this. Let me just tell you today and reassure you, you are forgiven. Follow Jesus today and be forgiven of the things that you do just by simply saying, you know what, God, I've messed up, but I truly trust in your life and I choose to be forgiven by you. If you're listening to this and you have hurts that you maybe you've walked through something, let me pray with you because God listens. That's our response is let me pray with these people so that they can know that God listens. And so, and if you have a hope that maybe has failed you, ultimately, let's look to Jesus together to be our ultimate hope. That's what we want to walk through. If we have history, hurts, or hope that have failed us, we have an ultimate hope that comes from Jesus. And so that's the conclusion of today's talk. And I just want to pray with you as we leave this moment that we would just listen to people, but begin to speak to them. And in all things, always point back to Jesus. God, we just come before you today and we just say thank you. We thank you for your life that you lived and how you interacted and communicated with people, how you loved people and just spoke life into them through these simple conversations that you cross barriers so that you could listen to people's hearts and address the things in their lives. So God, I pray for people that are listening to this right now who maybe have a history where they feel, you know what, I cannot follow Jesus because I've done something so bad. God, show that person the extent of your love. Show that person the extent of your forgiveness, God. And I pray, Lord, that that person would just pray, God, 
please forgive me of my sins so that I may walk blamelessly with you. God, I pray for the person who might have a hurt, who might be walking through a tough situation. Maybe it's a sickness in someone's life. Maybe they've been abused by someone, or maybe they're just walking through a tough part of their life where they just cannot turn their focus to you. God, I pray, Lord, for those people, specifically for those hurts, God. And I just pray, Lord, that they would be encouraged to know that you will always listen when we bring our requests and our prayers to you. Please encourage that person. And God, finally, I pray for people who may have false hopes, who might be putting their trust in love, who might be putting their trust in money and and putting their just trust in things that aren't you, God. And when those things fail, I just pray, Lord, that people would be encouraged to know that you are our ultimate hope, that we would put our trust in you first and walk differently from there. And so, God, let us be listeners. Let us be listeners first to hear people's hearts so that we can hear their stories, their hurts, their hopes, God, so that we can know them better. But ultimately, God, let us listen so that we can speak life into people, so that we can speak and point directly to you from the things that are happening with their stories, with their hurts, or with their hopes, God. Let us continually listen to point to you. That's our prayer today. In your name, amen.